There we go. We are live. Happy Monday, everybody. Welcome back. This is episode 66 of Fresh Mondays. Uh, and we're back. I like I'm, I'm we're getting back into our natural groove. Right. Our rhythm rhythm as Latinos right. have. <laughs> Very awesome. Um, episode number 66. Congratulations to us and to our accomplishments. Um, I know that people don't really like when sixes are paired together. I don't. But, uh, right. But shout out to the six in Toronto. Which there's a game. <laughs> there, I, Drake, speaking of Toronto, Drake has been hilarious online with this whole uh, Warriors versus Toronto NBA finals. I think it's been super hilarious yeah. and they even tried to like talk to him to tone him down tell him to relax a bit and he was like right i'm gonna show up with this uh what was it steph curry's it father's curry. jersey yeah like a curry toronto fusion jersey how petty in life can you be to show up with your your how do you describe this your enemy's father's jersey well, it's not his enemy he not enemy likes steph curry like no they're like said that he likes and thinks he's a good basketball player i think it, no and i don't mean to say enemy it's more like rival yes your rival yeah. yeah yeah like that's hilarity being petty is funny he showed up with the home alone shirt talking about where's kevin talking about kevin durant being <laughs> I, love I love it so shout out to I'm drake here, for keeping us for all of it, i'm here for all of it i love it I think that um, Drake's tan works very well. <laughs> I thought I was the only one. Wowzers, okay? Drake is looking like hard eyes right now. <laughs> the tan took him to a whole nother level, ladies. Yes. If you haven't seen the tan on that man. Yes. The photos don't even do it justice because I can like imagine. Like the vitamin D is like working. Soaked in. <laughs> Shout out to Drake for giving us something to look at all summer. Yes. On Instagram. On Instagram. You know what? Shout out to, to Toronto and the Raptors being in such a high honoring level in the sport of basketball. It's nice to see a team that, you know, has never had that type of power get there and play against Golden State. Golden State is, has been undefeated as far as making it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They always have been in the finals and they've always been able to kind of bring it. They have such a power team. So it's nice to see a team that is not like one of the stacked teams yes. like doing this thing. So it's, it's nice for basketball and for sports. A little mix and a little diversity in sports. Look mm -hmm. at us talking sports talk. We Look are the girls. <laughs> <laughs> we are ladies who can do anything. You can hire us for all of it. We can do it all. Let, us, it. let it be known. Let it be known. Yes. So our last week's episode was a returning episode. We called it State of Emergency because, as you're all aware, there was a state of emergency that occurred. Um, and Diana was wonderful enough to share with everyone, share with us. And tell us about, like, that return. What was, I, there was a lot of talk. There was a lot of messages. There was a lot of, a lot. And it was felt and it was loved and was appreciated. So tell us how you yeah. feel. Um, well, in general, whenever you put yourself out there, there's always like a state of regret for a moment because you say to yourself, oh, should I have said that? Should I have shared that? And that's happened, you know, whenever you're in a platform where you're speaking about yourself, there's always that little moment that you say, maybe I shouldn't have went into it. 
because um, you know you it, it's a sensitive subject and you don't you don't want your feelings to get hurt or whatever the case is. But after I got over that slight moment of mm. oh, I just share something personal, um, I'm actually really happy. What I really wanted to get out of it took place, which was a lot of people kind of on a personal note hit me off on a one off and said, "Thank you for sharing your story. You know, it really did help me in X, Y, and Z way." It, it, it allowed me to emotionally connect with you. It, you know, I felt, you know, as if what you went through reminded me of X, Y, and Z. So I'm happy for that, even if it was just two people. You know what I mean? It's nice to know that sharing a hardship may have given another person the enlightenment to, to keep pushing, you know, the encouragement to, to be there for a friend, be there for a loved one. So with that, I'm, I feel very fulfilled. Um, also, I want to say thank you so much to everybody who gave me, you know, prayers and, 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 and I wish you the best and I'm so happy you're okay. Like that means a lot. So thank you very much. That's wonderful. Like I felt the love through here. The comments were beautiful. The anything, just all the messages and those kind of things. So, and we're happy to hear you're doing better. Your voice yes, sounds voice beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I actually been doing um, some like gargles with like hot water and salt and I feel like that's been helping Um, and I know that some people have been recommending to use honey as well. Um, I'm currently trying not to do a lot of honey because I I was part of my diet is to kind of avoid it so um, because I heard it's not very good for like your digestive system in the beginning when you're going through Mm -hmm. something like you know I don't know if you know babies can't eat honey until like a certain age either because it's no, so I didn't know that. so i guess that's it makes sense but i have that's why i've been avoiding it but a lot of people have been recommending honey so thank you for all of everyone who's been giving me little suggestions but the salt and the hot water has been very helpful that's good that's good if anybody else has any more tips you know to kind of push the recovery along of that voice that beautiful voice but i hear it it's full there it's yeah, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's, it's, it's doing its thing slowly. And I mean, I heard when I heard the episode, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's just part of, it's just battle wounds. It's cool. Yeah, of course. And shout outs to our friends for joining us. Like we usually don't have like personal, personal friends on here. We usually have people we meet kind of networking and connecting with. So shout outs to Stephania, shout outs to Rob also to being there. Um, and sharing their part and giving us their recommendations. It was fun having like a f- yeah. friends in the right. conversation too. You know what? Uh, for some reason, um, a lot of people gave me a lot of encouragement to like stay with my boyfriend. So babe, you got a lot of love on this one. A lot of people oh. were like, yo, you need, that's a keeper. <laughs> so you did, you did good, babe. So good for you. Yeah, he did really good. Again, so you guys can catch up. Catch up on all past episodes. Everything is now on Spotify. Mm-hmm. I was working on that. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and as well as YouTube. Anchor, if you have the Anchor app, if you're a podcaster yourself, that's what we use. So make sure to subscribe. That's major key. And then you can keep updated. You get the notifications of what we have going on. Shout out to even the YouTube comments. We had some past friends who commented um on the episode and all past episodes too so don't forget to follow us to keep updated on what we have going on and as we said before we're going to slowly start winding episodes so they're going to take some time it won't be every week but we're moving in that direction so in this week's episode we have someone i've met here in the city of seattle 
because networking events is really how when you move to a new city, you got to go to networking events if you want to make friends. Right. <laughs> or it's like, not even, it's like not even friends. Way. Yeah. Like friends, if you even want to just get into the networking vibe, if you want to connect with people, if you have areas of interest in those kind of things, you have to go out there and network. And that's something I've been working on myself and really putting myself out there. Um, especially for podcasting and in my creative work and those kind of things. Right. So um, we have a special guest. Her name is Carla. She is a photographer and the current um, founder of a community called Latina Makers Club, focused around Latin women, Latinx women who are in any creative field or business and kind of striving. All right. And Carla, she is here with us from Latinas Makers Club and Photo Unique, right? Yes. yes. Photo Unique. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to, is, to Fresh Mondays. Introduce yourself to our listeners. Tell us about yourself and what you have going on. Okay. First of all, thank you so much for having me. I'm honored to be on Fresh Monday podcast. Um, so I am Carla Melgarejo. Born and raised in La Paz, Bolivia, but currently hustling here in Seattle, Washington. I'm a fashion photographer and a marketing strategist for fashionpreneurs. And I'm also an advocate for my beautiful mujeres, Latinas entrepreneurs here in Seattle, but also um, nationwide, which is what we're aiming. Um, and that's a little bit, a little summary of, of uh, what I'm doing at the time. Well, welcome, so, welcome. We really appreciate you being here, Carla. We appreciate whenever a person who is motivated and inspiring as yourself is part of our conversation. And uh, thank you for also sharing that you're originally from Bolivia and now in Seattle, Washington. That seems like a very big jump from Bolivia <laughs> to Seattle. Wow. It Why was. So actually from Bolivia. I moved from Bolivia to the U.S. five years ago, but I first moved to Indiana, so it was more of a drastic change. Uh, we were in a college town. Uh, my husband was pursuing his MBA. Um, I was managing my magazine at the time remotely and also um, pursuing my master's degree as well. And after, after he finished his MBA, I finished my, my MBA we thought we were going back to Bolivia, right? Because I was remotely back and forth kind of doing my magazine, but opportunities came. And to be real honest, um, things weren't very good at the time, back at home, back in Bolivia. Uh, our president, especially as an entrepreneur, was so hard to just get ourselves out there and grow your, our companies. We weren't getting the support from, um, we not, not necessarily the government, but it was just, there was a lot going on because of the government. So it was very hard. And just seeing the opportunities that were showing up here for us, it made us decide, okay, we really want a better life, especially because at the time we didn't have my daughter, but we were thinking about, you know, when we have our family and all that. So he took an opportunity at Intel and I took an opportunity at Wacom Technology and we moved to Portland. And on the side, I was doing um, my photography. And I still had that like entrepreneurial kind of, bug in me and I was like mm -hmm. I really want to do that so while I was doing my nine-to-five I was trying to grow as much as I could my photography business um, and eventually I was able to scale it to a point where I could quit my nine-to-five and just focus on that 
And before that, um, story short, I ended up going back to Bolivia and I had to sell my magazine because we knew we weren't going back for a while. So that's kind of, it, it was hard. It was like my first baby was kind of hard to let it go, but I knew, you know, other opportunities were advice. And I've never imagined myself actually being an entrepreneur in a foreign country. You know, English is not even my first language. Mm-hmm. I moved here five years ago. I'm pretty new here. And I was two years in Indiana, two years in Portland, and two years in Seattle. So it was like all the time I felt like I had to start over. Yeah. So it was just a kind of like, you know, that start from zero, make new connections. And I, I hope that when my, husband's list, my, my husband listens to this episode, baby, we're not moving again because I just can't <laughs> keep doing this. You know, it's every two years, it's a change. She's like, yeah. that's a wrap. This yeah, is it. Yeah, that's a wrap. I'm saying it out loud. <laughs> you must like Seattle because you have things to compare it to now, like Indiana, Portland, now another city. Seattle's a bigger city, right? Yes, yes. I Honestly, when my husband told me, you know, I have this opportunity with Microsoft, and we might be moving to, and because I was doing my own thing, it was easy for me to kind of, you know, uh, and move. And, you know, I, I mean, I had to start over, but it was easier for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you told me that it was just, it was hard. It was like, I'll just be straight honest inside and deep inside. I didn't really want to move. I was like, you know, it took me so long to create what I have here in Portland, especially because when I started out in Portland, I was first of all, the first, the only Latina fashion photographer. I was one of the few female photographers and I was one of the youngest. So minority all over the place. All all across the board. Everything checks off. (laughs) Yes, everything. So it was just so hard to actually make my way through it and, you know, get respected in the industry and just get accepted in the industry and get all the clients and have that credibility. So once I finally reached that point, we had to, I had, we had to move. But now for me, being in Seattle has been the best thing that has ever happened to me. I, wow. yeah, the opportunities, just the diversity, meeting other mujeres, just, I, I actually feel like I found myself again living here because I've met people like Marley, you know, other girls that, I don't know, I just, it's that instant connection when you meet someone that has your same culture. And yeah. that for me is, you know, way beyond like the, the professional opportunities, it's meeting that you know, that those persons that you have that connection with. No, for sure. And just to dive back a little bit, what was the magazine about? So the magazine that you had in Bolivia, how long did you have that for? What was the content, you know, content in there? What did that represent? So it was um, called Socialite Bolivia. So we covered all events. So that's actually, people here are like, what, you covered events? Like, what does that mean? But in Bolivia, it's actually a big thing, like having a magazine, like be at your wedding and then, you know, feature your baby showers. It was kind of like, it was kind of, it's kind of like a very traditional thing in the media over there. Like you have newspapers going to your wedding and, you know, like your your quinceañera pictures appearing in the newspaper. (laughs) So it was kind of like that thing. But we, we were the first digital magazine overall in Bolivia. So that we, we, we started right when social media was kind of starting and changing the game for like businesses, like the mm-hmm. Facebook pages and all that. Instagram wasn't there yet, but it was like the Facebook pages and all that. So when we launched the first digital magazine and we were able to not cover events in Bolivia, but we were able to make like a kind of like a Bolivian Facebook. I want to quote that. Yeah. It was like we started covering events from 
Bolivians around the globe. So we had uh -huh. different people covering events from, you know, people that were living in DC and people that were living in Chicago and people that were living in Mexico or whatever, but Bolivians just all over the place. And we would share it's the event cool. on, on our magazine. And it was a way to like connect, you know, Bolivians around the globe. So it was, um, it was a very nice way to get us all together. And we had it for three years and then I we were able to sell it um and it's still it's still going but it has another name now oh okay, oh, okay. so yeah. was it like socialites also in Bolivia that were a part of this or that will get covered yeah so it was just everyone everyone that uh uh that had like an event uh like a special event that they wanted in the media they would call us and we would you know send one of our reporters there and have like a small note about the baby shower or the weddings and we did from like personal stuff from like weddings baby showers to like fashion shows and we would go to embassies and just you know do like independence day of uh, mexico or or fourth of july or those kind of things so it was just very interesting to like dive into you know the personal stuff but also mm -hmm. like different cultural and um opportunities in the fashion industry that's where i started noticing that that's the industry that i wanted to be into as well so that was very interesting i think that's awesome that's definitely like a move maker like a like a change maker in that area for for the country so that's pretty awesome something they've never seen before or started so that's a big impact i'm sure you had out there yeah it was it was nice is it hard for you to let it go and sell oh it? Oh my God, it was the hardest. It was the hardest. Like I can't begin to explain how. It, it was hard because one, it was my, so I quit my first job after graduating from college. I started working at a PR agency. That was my first job. I worked there for two years. I was 23 years old. And I went to my house and told my parents, you know, I'm quitting my nine to five. My friend and I just went for coffee and we had this idea and were, you know, risking it all. I wasn't married. I didn't have kids. It was like the moment to take those risks, you know, that you're like, okay, if that doesn't work, I can still go and, you know, <laughs> give out my resume and try to get a job. Yeah. Like who cares? You know, yeah. let's just try. Yeah. Exactly. So it was, it was pretty hard to let go. But at the end, I think that the opportunities that are, that have led me to where I am today um, are because of you know, how it shaped me, but I wouldn't change it. Like right now where I am, I, I, I like, I like the progress of how things went. Yeah. Sometimes taking a risk can lead you in so many different directions in so many ways. Cause if you would have stayed with the PR agency, who would have known where you kind of are now yeah. in your profession and what you have going on? Yeah, so exactly. I, that's a major risk. And sometimes we got to do it when you have nothing on your plate. Tell us more about, so me and you met when I went to the Latinas Makers Club Cafe yeah. Negocios which I love the name because <laughs> I wish I would have thought of something like that. Cause it's just, it's just so perfect. It just makes sense. Um, and, and coffee is such a huge part of the Latino community. Like that's exactly. a factor of our culture. And it's like, you don't realize how many people drink a little cafecito every time you come over. It's like, they offer you a little coffee and it's like, it unites you. It's kind of like a bonding exactly and even if you go to like starbucks or all the big ones you know and they sell the coffee there if you see where the coffee's from it's from brazil it's from mm -hmm. colombia it's from panama i mean it's 
from our places, you know? So yeah, that's kind of where the name came from, actually. I was like, I feel like the coffee, it's a little bit, it's a piece of every Latina and Latinos and our Hispanic community out there. Of course. And and it, it fits Seattle too, the Seattle social, the Seattle vibe of everything is surrounded by coffee people. Exactly. It is true what you Northwest. hear. <laughs> <laughs> it's true what you hear. So tell us how Latinas Makers Club came about. Um, what inspired you to get that started and going? Um, and what that means for the community. So five years ago when I moved here, the first thing that I was looking for, I am very, very extremely close to my family. And I had a very, you know, close uh, group of friends. So it was just very hard for me to like move and have to make friends again and be far away from my family. It was a hard transition. And when I moved to Indiana, it was, we were lucky to be doing, we were in a college town and lucky to be with other like international students. We met a lot of Latinos there, but when we went to Port, Portland, there wasn't that much diversity and it was just so hard to find, uh, you know, to kind of feel like you fit in. I mm -hmm. always felt different in the room. I always felt like I didn't belong and not because people made me feel that way, but because we already kind of set ourselves apart from everyone else just because we are defined as minority in the country which i feel like we shouldn't even use those labels because it already automatically sets you apart from everyone like automatically i was like i don't belong here i'm different yeah. i don't speak the language i just moved here like i was automatically you know putting all these things into my head and i was looking for a group of latina women to kind of you know uh, that we're going through the same transitions, both personally and professionally. And I just couldn't find one. But I've never thought that, you know, I could be the one that could make something like that. You know, you never think that you can be a change maker, especially when you're not in your country, right? Yeah. So for me, it was kind of like looking for that, couldn't find it. And to be really honest, it was until not long ago, two years ago, that my daughter was born. And she was born at a time where right now us women and diversity and everything is being celebrated, right? We're finally taking that seat at the table. We're finally being heard. And also diversity is finally being celebrated and respected. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was huge. Exactly. And for me, yeah. that was huge to have my daughter at this time. And I was like, what can I do to lead that way for her? What can I do to, you know, leave that legacy for her and her future. And what can I do to, you know, make that difference in her life and for those future generations? Because now we're the ones making history, right? We're, right. we're living up to our ancestors, but future generations are going to be living up to us. Yeah, so we're definitely like, defining what the future looks like. Exactly. And especially as Latinos and as women, we're really, really shaping that mold for the future, for sure. 100%, especially because most of us are, you know, first, I don't know, first graduate generation, first high school, you know, so we're the mm -hmm. ones that are making that step into history. So I was like, okay, how can I make that change? And that's when I thought, why not? And I finally live in a city because Seattle is so diverse and I would meet Latinas at events, but I would never see a Latina on the panel. I would barely see any Latina attends to events. Like it would be me and another person or just me, or then I would meet maybe two other girls that mm -hmm. were Latinas at events. And I was like, okay, we are so underrepresented, but also we're not showing up because we feel we're underrepresented, right? Yeah. So I was like, I want to make a place where we belong. I want to make a place where we create connections, where we're the ones being on that panel, where we're handed the microphone, where we can speak up, where we feel celebrated. 
And I was like, I'm just going to do it. So I thought for a couple of months, like what the name was going to be, what the concept was going to be. And I just threw myself out there, huge, big community here in Seattle. And then I did the Cafe Negocios and it was a completely new phase. So I was just like, oh my God, I was (laughs) mind blown. Like we're a big, big community. So I hope it keeps growing. I hope that I can create those connections for us to actually be on those panels, to actually be present on not only events for Latinas, but those events who are not specifically for us. Yeah. I feel like we need to start showing up, speaking up and owning our space in order to get represented. So let me just for like for those those of us over here on the East Coast, that this is new to us, that you're creating this really cool club. The Latina Makers Club is the club, but then the Cafe Negocios is kind of like like the social events or what what's the difference between the two yeah so latina makers club is like the overall kind of like club right and cafe negocios is a strategic meeting we have every month so every month we host cafe negocios where between 10 to 12 we meet 10 to 12 uh makers latina makers i try to make it as small as i can so we can all get like you know, to speak up and share ideas and just make it a little bit more personal. Exactly. And make it a little bit more personal. And each month it's like the one we had, our first one was bicultural branding. So we talked about, you know, how can we implement or how can, you know, if we're business owners or if we're working at a marketing agency or nine to five, whatever, how can we implement both our culture with the culture we live in right now? Right. Mm -hmm. So we talk about different topics. It's more of a strategic meeting of how can we show up? How can we own our our space? How can we help each other? How can we grow both professionally and personally? How can we embrace our culture? So that's kind of like what Cafe Negocios is. And I want us to support each other, not only when it comes to business, but that we can actually build that community because we're either all far away from home or all far away from our own roots. So it's so nice to have that. Usually it's far away from home because it's interesting that group that we were with, that um, you introduced me to, nobody had been here longer, maybe like five years or it's been some time, but no one had their family around either. So it, it was, it's difficult to kind of make friends sometimes. There is the Seattle freeze, as they say. And I've yeah. explained this and shared this experience on the podcast before where people are kind of like, kind of shelled, off a little bit like they'll be friendly with you at work but nothing outside of work or you know you meet people but nothing really goes further so something like this being hosted for um people of the same kind of community and understanding is really beneficial and helpful because you feel a little bit more open to having conversations or making friends and connecting with others so that's why i think it's like fantastic and it's a great move um to kind of get more latinos out because there are latinos um, in the area, in Seattle, they're just not, don't all work in the same space as we do. And it's exactly. very spread out as well. Right. But you, yeah, what I've learned from going to these type of events and, and, you know, going to just networking events in general, you really build great strategic relationships that can develop a new business that you can partner up with someone that you can say, Hey, since you're in the world of fashion and you love that, that's like a passion of yours you know, you, you just connected the dots somewhere. You know what I mean? Exactly. I don't, I don't really know much about the fashion industry in Seattle, but do you see that being something that is a growing market or is there like a, a niche there in the fashion world? 
Oh, definitely. I was actually very surprised when I moved here because everyone thinks fashion industry, you know, it has to be New York or it has to be in California or even in like Miami, right? All the big cities. But mm -hmm. to be really honest, I was actually surprised because it's a very, very big industry here and it's emerging and it's growing. And actually Seattle right now, it's kind of like the you know, after California, of course, it's one of the biggest ones in the Northwest for, for the fashion industry, right? We have the Nordstrom um, headquarters here. Mm -hmm. Amazon fashion is also booming here. Um, we have REI, which is, you know, for outdoor and hiking and all that, but it's here. And we have a lot of you know, different agencies and it's just booming. I was actually surprised, but I'm actually also surprised that I haven't met so many uh, Latinas or just any, yeah, so many Latinas in the fashion industry here. Um, nice. It's not as diverse as I would like it to be, which is another thing that I'm trying to work on. Like, how can I create that change also within my industry, not only within our community, but within the industry that I am in? So you, you are a photographer yourself, right? Yes. So do you take like pictures for things that are for editorial pieces or do you do things for models like tell us a little bit more about what you specialize in as a photographer so i do commercial work which is um for let's say i've worked with amazon i worked with nordstrom nike so i do all those bigs but i also work with like local boutiques and i do work a lot with model agencies because they're the ones that work with you know bigger clients so through them um like for example nordstrom sends them a project that they have and they send photographers that kind of have that like that uh, creative um, that creative like link to what they're looking for mm -hmm. so they send either my portfolio or they send other photographers and then from there we kind of get those opportunities so I work with those two right now I'm getting a lot into lifestyle as well so I've been working a lot with like influencers and bloggers and just creating like um lifestyle content so it's just a little bit of everything um but i would say my my passion and favorite it's editorial because i feel like i can get super creative and um i've actually brought into one of uh, my editorial pieces that was published on institute magazine i brought everything from bolivia so our textiles that were they're, they're called awayo and they're handmade oh, by nice. artisans so I brought that. I brought hats that were also handmade by our Bolivian artisans. I brought all that and I put it into an editorial piece and it got published on Institute Magazine. And that was one of my proudest moments that I was able to do what I do and do what I love and also transmit my culture through it. I think that's awesome. That's awesome to be able to implement that into your work and still yeah. be like, send this out to the world. Put yeah. that on there. <laughs> put that <laughs> on sneak there. Sneak this exactly. in and put it out there. That's pretty <laughs> awesome. I love that. I love that. So what is it like now for like a photographer and with this digital footprint that you're creating also like on Instagram and things like that? Like for a photographer, is it really important to have like a really clean Instagram? Is that where people see your pictures? Or like, is it better to like leave your pictures for a website? Like what do, what would you recommend nowadays to get exposure as a photographer? So for me, and it's funny that I'm going to actually say this, but I, I'm talking as a marketing strategist now, and it's more of, I'm not all about aesthetics on Instagram. I believe that 
you know, it, everyone has their own style and everyone has their own way of sharing things. And for me, it's, it's, there isn't a beautiful picture if there's not a story behind it. So I'm all about the caption. I'm all about what are you telling with that photo, right? What story are you telling? What solutions are you bringing? How are you changing the game? What, what can I learn from you? That's kind of like the things that for me, and I tell that all the time to my clients that are either photographers or, you know, just other um, business owners. I always tell them like, you have a beautiful photo because they're always worried about my aesthetic is not fitting in or should I use this filter? Should I change this? Should I, I'm like, that's the least worry. Like that's a, the least thing that you have to worry about. What if, what, like what conversations are you going to start with that photo? Because I feel like right now for social media, we're not really understanding the whole purpose about it. Right. And I feel like we have this free platform where we're finally the ones that have that, that platform where we can influence. It's no longer the public figures. It's no longer the celebrities. So what changes are we bringing into the table? Right. So I know that's like, I, I contradict myself on that because I am a photographer and of course I'm creating all this, like, you know, I try to create as um, creative and like beautiful images as I can. But for me, it's really like when I create a concept, for example, the one that I did on Bolivia, I was like, what story am I going to tell? I want people to know about my country. How can I bring that into storytelling? So for me, that's why I got into photography and that's what I'm trying to implement with everything that I do. I take a photo and I'm like, what am I going to do with this photo? What story am I going to tell? So aesthetics is not my number one, but I do believe, of course, you have to have um, something that defines your brand and your style and makes you unique, right? If it's a pop of color, if it's monochromatic, if it's all portraits, if it's all hands, like, you know, have that, but really there isn't the beauty with art and cre like a creative field is that there isn't any rules on that. Yeah. Like anything that I can say might be what I think for me is great, but other photographers have a different way of seeing things. And that's the beauty of it. Right. So yeah, I think that would be my main. Photography. My main I love photography. I wish I took better shots or knew how to use a camera better. That's like a technique sometimes where I think in that field, that creativity, it's every, everyone has their own separate liking mm -hmm. to how they do it. So it's such a, a beautiful skill to kind of capture moments and capture things yeah, or but see something in an eye. You can't like teach taste. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah. There's certain people that just have this taste, you know? And it's like, I think that it helps for exactly like yourself that you, you know, you're into fashion, you're into like things that are beautiful. You have a different look. So that could in reality translate into a better photographer. I can totally see it because it's like, it's like, it's a taste thing. It's like seeing the beauty in the situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. And yeah. And talking about taste, you know, there's a lot of things that the, the beauty of it is that, you know, you might like my work, but then another person might look at it and be like, Oh, it's too simple or it's too plain or it's too colorful or it's just not for me. Mm hmm. And so that's a thing too, right? It's not always for everyone. It's not only, it's not always, you know, what everyone is going to like. And it's just like everything else in every other industry, right? So it's, it's that what you touched upon taste is so important because it really depends on who's viewing it and who's absorbing you know, it or taking it. Exactly. So I think that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, the beauty of, of the internet and social media is that there's an audience for everything. There's a customer base for everything now. For everything. Exactly. Yeah. 
I love that. What is the future look like for Latina Makers Club? And how do people kind of participate, join in, in the Seattle area? What are chapters looking like maybe in uh, the Miami area <laughs> one day? So what does that look like for the future? Oh my God, that this question just like excites me because I am, <laughs> I'm really looking forward to grow Latina Makers Club, not only here in Seattle, but make it nationwide and have different um, chapters in different cities where we can have the cafe negocios, where we can have all these meetups. I'm working towards, and I'm just going to say it out loud because I want to make myself accountable for it. And I'm hoping this happens, but I really want to make a summit for okay. Latinas, not only here in Seattle, but just nationwide for us to connect, for us to have panels, for us to have workshops, for us to just have a, you know, three day weekend of like a retreat just for us. So I want to, I want to build that. I want to build that for us. I want to build those connections. I want us to be in every city where we can finally feel represented and share our stories. I have so many, so many ideas. Um, but that's kind of like a big one, which I know is scary, but sometimes, you know, those big and scary goals and dreams, they're worth saying out loud because we make ourselves accountable for, you know, I've said it, now I have to make it happen. <laughs> and putting it into existence. Exactly, exactly. We both said it, but yeah, it's, it's, and as you're saying it, and you're saying it with such conviction and so realness that I kind of felt that through here. And I'm just envisioning us like, dancing salsa and merengue like on a night oh two yes. or something let's like, do it yes queen <laughs> <laughs> like just a salsa band is just playing and we are just hitting it i'm like <laughs> you know what i mean like it sounds that sounds beautiful and it sounds really fun i think and you're gonna complete that goal because if you made a magazine a digital platform anything hopefully. is possible hopefully we'll be dancing salsa soon i promise <laughs> that is hard to find out here we have learned <laughs> oh there you go well one of your cafe and business meetings should be like a, a night of salsa too you know it has yes. to be yes. so you have to make sure to tell people how to communicate with you how do they learn about this how do they follow you how do they just you know be a part of the movement so you can find us at Latina Makers Club. We're on Instagram. We're working on our website now. So I'll, I'll definitely let you know when we have that. Um, you can find me on my photography and marketing as Photo Unique. Uh, unique as in Y-O-U, like you. I know, super cheesy. <laughs> and <laughs> you can DM me. You can, you'll find my website on my bio. I am always answering back. I'm always replying both on Latina Makers Club or on my personal um, account because for me, it's all about building those relationships and just getting as personal as I can. So if anyone wants to get in contact with Latina Makers Club or me, just, you know, DM me, I'll answer back as soon as possible. And thank you so much, ladies, for having me here. No. It's so exciting. Thank you for joining us. This was like yes. a fresh of breath air, like just knowing, I guess for me, and like we made a connection, this community is happening out here. So I'm excited to see where things elevate from here and go on. Yeah. Thank you so Absolutely. much for having me. And what an honor. It's nice to know that there's Latino growth going on in all parts of the country. You know, I live in a very, 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 very Latino area. So it's like, you know, I'm, I'm privileged in that way. So it's nice to see that there's growth happening all over the country. It's really awesome. 
100%, 100%. We definitely have to make a Latina Makers Club meeting in Miami. Yes. I can't imagine like all the vibe and just like, you know, thousands of us being there. Amazing. Yes. You will get thousands, honey. There's definitely, <laughs> oh, <laughs> all of them will come out. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make that happen. For if sure. you want to host your summit anywhere else, that's yeah. the place to do it. Yes. That's fantastic. Yes, for sure. you're right. <laughs> Well, thank you so much, Carla, for, for joining us. We appreciate it. Um, and we look forward to the future and Latinas Makers Club. Gracias, Marley. Gracias, Yana. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. So, yeah, we really want to say thank you for Carla being part of the show. She was such a sweetheart. And we're looking forward to seeing all the growth. Yeah. Um, I love that I've started to kind of make other connections, like outside of work and things like that. So she's really open, really honest, and really like motivating. Cause you see sometimes when other people are doing things, you're like, wow, I need yeah. to get my ass in gear. Right, absolutely. Um, and so we are now in our favorite part of the show, my favorite, uh, recommendations of the week. I'm still working on that jingle guys. Just bear right. with me. Oh, I have We've been getting a lot of really good feedback on the recommendations. So thanks guys, we appreciate it. We like to share good products. And if you guys have a product that you want us to try so we can recommend it, that's also an option. Hint, hint, it might be a good way for you to advertise your new product. So we're all about making sure to keep the synergy and the ecosystem going and uh, letting people know that there's, there's products out there, guys. For sure. Um, and so I'll start with my recommendation this week. Uh, last week, you suggested some music. And so I forgot completely where I was in music. And as a person who absolutely loves music, deep dive into everything, sometimes discovering something new is always fun and nice and a good feeling. I love and have been obsessed with, since the day it came out, the new Tyler, the Creator album called Igor. I have never listened to a full Tyler, the Creator album before. He's always been like that, goofy jackass kind of type music when he first came out like super young super like stupidity kind of deal sometimes mm -hmm. and i don't know what came over me but the day that album dropped i something told me like oh let me just play let me just give it a try diana from start to finish the most i think such a beautiful album Wow. I think it's a beautiful album. It has a story to it because you literally can't skip the out a song because right. you have the full story. Because it flows, right? It flows. No, but there's a literal story. There's a, okay. there's a, I fell in love here, but can't we be friends at the end of it? So it has this beautiful, like you have to like listen to it in order to get all the pieces and how the storyline ends. Um, it's a unique sounding album. It's really like just all instrumental, almost. Very little words, very little rapping. Not, as, not, not enough rapping. All in all, it's a unique listening experience. Has some distorted portions on there where you're just like, Ugh. but once you pull through the distorted pieces, it sounds very nice. Um, and I've really, really been enjoying this, the music. You can tell there's like some heartache in there some pain in there and you're just like this is a love story 
Like it's a love story. It's very interesting, very intriguing. I'm very interested in the fact that you recommended him. So I will give it a shot because I already was judging that it was too young for me. You know what I mean? Because it's like, not to say that like we're super old, but you know what I mean? Like, no, I get it. With the exception of this, this um, old time road cowboy song, (laughs) that's like a one in a million type of cross continental hit. But Mm -hmm. that's the type of song that, as you can tell, even when he was performing, like all the little kids knew the lyrics. Like there's like certain songs that are for like, you know, the high schoolers or like the 20 year olds. And I would have, I would have categorized him as an artist for that generation. So I, I appreciate the recommend and I'll listen. I think it's because, and I think the same way you do, right? The same fashion you did. Because to me, I think he's really young. But when I look mm-hmm. it up, he's almost 30. And so wow. when you started young as music, and that music back then sounded a little bit, right. you know, he has some good songs because he actually raps and he does really well. Yeah. And I've had some songs in the last album that I liked. But this one, I've liked the entire album from start to end and so that's unique i've never been a fan of it like a deep deep fan of his right but enjoyed some of his stuff so i suggest giving that a listen um again a reminder it's a unique listen <laughs> but it's nice kanye west's voice is on there uh solange's voice is on there so it's like super rela- I, I love it i'm sorry guys i love it. a lot of free thinkers y- yeah but it might be my album of the year it might literally be that's deep, right? Wow, powerful words. Okay. That's deep. It might be yeah. my literal album of the year. Suggestion. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Definitely gonna listen to that. Thank you for that recommend. Um now my recommend is going to be based on um one a topic that I've touched on in the past. As for those of you who've been listening to us for a little while, I have discussed a lot of hair products in the past. Mm-hmm. And um, because number one, I think that um, hair journeys are very personal and very real. You know what I mean? And like, it's like such a huge part of a womanhood. You know what I mean? That like, you really want to do what you can to, to just be as good as you can to your hair. Now, I was on the natural hair thing and I was so very satisfied with all the results I was getting. And I was getting a lot of growth, a lot of strength back in my hair. But unfortunately, due to my medical conditions and unfortunate circumstances, has led for me to lose a significant amount of hair. So now I have to start being strategic. I can't necessarily just do anything. I can't just leave it curly and let it get super tangled all the time because it's going to chunky chunks are going to come out. So it started to get a little scary for me. And, you know, as a woman you don't want to lose your hair. You know what I'm saying? So a friend of mine, shout out to my friend Anna in California, she um, recommended a product. I haven't tried it yet, but what I'm going to do is that I'm going to purchase it and I'm going to let you guys know. Basically, it's garlic shampoo. I know at first it sounds kind of like, ugh, I don't want to smell like garlic. But the very first thing that it says is that is unscented. But we'll post it on the IG page. So it's a garlic shampoo and it's for excessive hair loss and garlic conditioner and it's unscented and um, it's on Amazon and it's super affordable. It's only $17.88 for the set. Oh, for the set. Yes, super affordable. Um, So once again, ladies and gentlemen, it's garlic shampoo 
and conditioner. And this is supposed to help with excessive hair loss. And I, I guess it's gonna restore your follicles or whatever the case may be. The reason I think this may be a hit is because I've used garlic on my fingernails and it really does help. It does strengthen your nails like crazy. It makes them tough again. It restores your nails, especially if you had um, acrylics for a long time. You know, they get paper thin. Mm -hmm. um, the garlic gives the strength again. Um, so if it works on your nails, I'm assuming it must work on your hair. So that's going to be part of my hair journey right now, guys. I'll keep you guys up to date. But if anybody else has been experiencing hair loss for multiple reasons why, this, this might be a good way to try, guys. Yeah, hair journeys are personal. I've haven't I see your hair beautifully straightened. I haven't straightened my hair in almost a year, maybe. Like it's been some time. Like it's been some time and you can see a big difference. And hair loss, I've experienced that also. So I I wrote it down, garlic shampoo. So we might go through this together and see what happens. Yeah. I think it's I think that's fantastic. I've tried different remedies and things like that. So this sounds interesting. Let us know. Keep us updated on that. Yeah. I love that. And if you guys have any other suggestions, any other recommendations, whether it be for something of hair loss or music or movies, give us a DM, send us an email. You can find us on Instagram at Fresh Mondays Podcast. You can find us uh, on Facebook, Fresh Mondays Podcast, YouTube, Fresh Mondays Podcast, and Gmail at Fresh Mondays Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, any other things before we go? Don't forget to follow also myself, Love Marley, on Instagram and follow Diana. I am Diana C underscore. I am Diana D I A N A um, C as in cat. So make sure to follow me and let me know and uh, hit us up on Fresh Monday's podcast. Now, another thing is if you guys are interested in getting some marketing opportunities by us shouting out your products or talking about a movement that you got going on or an event coming up mm -hmm. dm us and we'll work out a great opportunity for us to work as a team and we'll be more than happy to help you guys because as you notice we do have commercials running on our podcast we don't mind giving you guys an opportunity to be a commercial on our podcast as well so we're open to to promoting and supporting other entrepreneurs other business owners and just making sure to spread the word and keep the ecosystem growing. Yes. Thank you guys all for listening and have a great Monday. Bye guys.